This time on Geek Pod Blue. So when we get hit by back-to-back hurricanes, I just can't wait to see uh, in the news people basically saying, what, what, two hurricanes, global warming? Nope, nothing to see here. Walk along, nothing to see here. Warning, station is now code blue. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod Blue. I'm your host, Hugh, and I had no good ideas this week. Now, if you have to produce content on a weekly basis and you suddenly find yourself at a week where you just cannot come up with an idea for anything, there's always one thing you can always fall back on this time of year, and that is the official fall TV preview. Yes, this is going to be the Geek Pod Blue fall TV preview covering all the genre shows that are coming back and some of the new stuff that's about to hit our airwaves. And it's uh, kind of apropos because as I record this on Tuesday, September 5th, uh, tonight, as far as I'm concerned, officially kicks off the fall TV season with the first of all of the returning shows coming back, and that is American Horror Story. Uh, this season's iteration is called Cult, and I'll tell you, we checked last night to make sure our DVR was set for it, because my wife and I love this show, and we're incredibly excited about this season. Now, when it was first announced, they said that it was going to premiere uh, when it, I'm sorry, when it premiered, uh, the first episode happens on election night, and it was going to be about the election we just went through. And uh, that certainly kind of confused us, and I think it probably confused a lot of people, because uh, while I would certainly say that you know we are living in an American horror story, uh, not quite the kind that we generally see on that show. And I, I, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out exactly how... Uh, politics would make an American Horror Story TV show. Well, it it turns out, at least from the previews that we've seen, maybe it isn't exactly all about the election. That just plays a part. Uh, Definitely in the mental health of one of the main characters, and I'm referring to the one, uh, whoever her name is, played by Sarah Paulson. Uh, This certainly looks like it's going to be a good season if you've caught any of the teasers. Lots of creepy stuff, crazy bees, and I mean, the the acting on the show is always top-notch. Uh, it's always a fantastic show, and I can't wait to see it. It premieres tonight, September 5th at 10 p.m. on FX. Now, moving on, if you're into uh, genre stuff that's uh, a bit more romantic, uh, Outlander's uh, new season premieres on September 10th at 8 p.m. on Stars. Now, I have not watched this show. Uh, I have kind of put it on that list of shows we should probably catch one of these days. Uh, I know it's, it's handled by uh, Ron Moore, who uh, worked on... Battlestar Galactica, and apparently it's a great show. Uh, hopefully we're going to have a chance to check it out, but if you've been waiting to see how uh, whatever happened last season resolves this season, just be ready five days from now. Next up, and this is my one of my absolute favorite shows, Fear the Walking Dead. Now, I've referred to this as the good Walking Dead show or the better Walking Dead show, and yes, my wife still gave me crap about that last night as we were uh, watching AMC's Preacher and saw previews for uh, Fear the Walking Dead coming back with the second half of its season. And uh, I think this season has been fantastic. The show seems to get better and better. I I think a lot of people just don't get it 
get the, the concept of the show that it's not really whereas walking dead they always say it's not about the zombies it's about the people that's even more so on fear of the walking dead and it's certainly a more interesting group of people and i mean call me a traitor if you will uh but i truly believe that fear of the walking dead is the better of the two shows or if if not that at least the most or more interesting and maybe that's because as a comic reader and a comic reader of Walking Dead from the beginning, I don't know where the show's going to go. So maybe that's why I'm drawn to it a little bit more. Um, the show premieres September 10th at 9 p.m. on AMC, and I can guarantee that I will be sitting down with my bowl of popcorn uh, ready for that one. Next up, we have a second season from uh, something that premiered on Sci-Fi last year, which was surprisingly fun, and that would be Channel Zero. Now, if you remember, this is a TV show basically uh, based on creepypastas and creepypastas are internet stories about creepy stuff uh, that's certainly something lana could probably give you the full history on uh, but last year's episode was pretty good and brought us one of the uh, craziest visuals i've seen in horror uh, period with the uh, the creature made all out of children's teeth that was creepy as hell now this year's uh, season is going to be ba based on a story called the no end house now it's it's going to be uh, basically this house that once you you get in you can't get out of i haven't read the actual creepy pasta myself uh, again i should have lana here to do this but um she's never on the show anymore anyway so I, we're gonna have to to deal with it ourselves i'm sure sure you can look up no end house and uh, find uh, tons of stuff detailing it or you might just want to hold out and see what it's like uh channel zero no end house premieres on september 20th at 10 p.m on the sci-fi channel now we have some friends out there that are certainly look for, looking forward to the season premiere of Gotham. And, I mean, I, I can't say much. I stopped watching partway through the first season. I couldn't deal with it. Uh, from what I've read, it's basically gotten much screwier and weirder. Um, the timeline's all messed up. I saw some pictures of their Bruce Wayne with a sort of mask on. They said this is the year he starts to become Batman. Uh, maybe I'm confused. Did they change the actor, or has he actually grown up that much? I mean, I thought he was like 10 years old when the story started. So is he like 14 now, running out and trying to fight crime? I have no idea. But uh, apparently people enjoy it because it is just that batshit crazy, which I suppose is appropriate for a show named Gotham. Gotham premieres on September 21st at 8 p.m. on Fox. Uh, moving more towards the end of the month, uh, I don't know if you guys watched the first season of The Exorcist, but man, I mean, people talk about a show being far better than it deserves to be, and The Exorcist certainly falls into that category. Um, I was concerned because the last show that we had based on a classic horror movie, Damien, uh, went through its first season and ended up getting canceled, and we didn't even finish the rest of the season because it was canceled and there was no point. I assume the same thing was going to happen to Exorcist because it took a really long time for them to renew the show, uh, but it has been renewed, and it looks like... Uh, we're going to get a second season. I, I'll tell you, for, I, we haven't finished the first season yet because we were waiting to see if it was going to get a second season. Uh, but I have them on my DVR, and we are about to queue those up uh, before the second season premieres on September 28th at 9 p.m. on Fox. Uh, if you're interested in this, you should definitely check it out because it expands on the original movie's uh, storyline and mythology in a way you probably wouldn't expect, and it's been fantastic so far. Next up, moving into the month of October... Um, if you're a comic book fan and a fan of the character of Lucifer, well, its third season starts on October 2nd at 8 p.m. on Fox. Now, Lucifer is another one of those shows that I have not gotten around to watching because there is just, as opposed to when I was a kid, there is far too much genre TV now for me to actually consume uh, on a regular basis. 
I've heard great things about the show. I know that there, uh, Tom Welling is joining the cast this year. And apparently, uh, this third season is going to start with what were the supposed to be the final four episodes of last season, but they decided to end the show on a cliffhanger. So if you've been waiting to watch this show and find out what happened, be there on October 2nd. Now, if you like uh, your genre TV more along the lines of fairy tales and such, uh, Once Upon a Time is coming back on October 6th at 8 p.m. Now, I'm not entirely sure how they're going to do this. I watched the first few uh, seasons of the show, and it started to kind of devolve into a mess and a Disney character uh, guest star of the week kind of thing. Now, I know that uh, a bunch of the cast left at the end of last season, so I, I'm not sure how they're going to keep this going, but they are doing some sort of a soft reboot that uh, takes the uh, the main character of Henry, who's now grown up, and they're going to have alternate universe versions of some of the show's already established characters. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work, but, I mean, if you're a fan, I guess you're going to check it out. Um, just, uh, you know, you cross your fingers and hope for the best, I guess. Uh, Once Upon a Time premieres on October 6th at 8 p.m. on ABC. Now, we get into the CW Arrowverse shows. Um, when we last saw Supergirl, she was mourning the loss of Monel. When I say loss, he had just been set off into space. So, uh, I know, personally, considering he was the worst and most boring part of the show, uh, I, I wouldn't be upset. But I'm sure they're probably going to uh, spend the entire season trying to find him. Apparently... Uh, Callista Flockhart's Cat Grant is going to be appearing uh, on the show more often this season. So, I mean, whenever she shows up, that is definitely not a bad thing. I also read that Erica Durance is going to be playing Supergirl's mother. So, I mean, that that's certainly an interesting connection, considering she played Lois Lane back on Smallville. Uh, Supergirl premieres on October 9th at 8 p.m. on The CW. And moving on from there, of course, because we're going to do them all in order... You've got The Flash. Now, The Flash ended with Barry locked in the uh, Speed Force prison, and nobody knew what was going to happen. Well, we're, we're going to find out fairly quickly on October 10th at 8 p.m. on The CW. Apparently, Katie Sackhoff is going to be joining the cast as a villain, and uh, there's no way that that's, that's going to be bad. She's awesome in anything. Following up from that, DC's Legends of Tomorrow is also coming back, and the end of last season showed Dinosaurs in Los Angeles. Uh, don't know exactly what that's about, but you can find out on October 10th at 9 p.m. Again, on The CW. Man, I'm tired of saying channel names. Now, if you, uh, are, of course, are a fan of all those other shows that I just mentioned, you must be a fan of Arrow. And uh, last season ended uh, pretty badly with an island blowing up and all of our main characters except for Oliver being on it. Nobody knows who lives or who dies. Uh, but we do know that uh, some of them have to have survived. We've seen Manu Bennett. We know that, um, oh, wow, the name of uh, the blonde chick on the show escapes me. I feel like a total idiot now, uh, but I know that she's going to be uh, crossing over on Flash at some point, so some of these characters have to be safe. Uh, we're going to have to wait and find out because nobody knows who survived and who didn't. Hopefully, we're going to find out on October 12th at 9 p.m. on The CW. Now, I did not watch Riverdale this year. I've heard great things about it. People say that it's uh, a cross between like one of those classic teen dramas and Twin Peaks and things like that. Uh, couldn't really tell you anything about it, except that it's coming back on October 11th at 8 p.m. And if you liked the first season, check it out, because apparently it's going to be more of the same and possibly even darker. Now, the next one that I'm looking forward a lot is October 12th. And I, I wanted to share a quote 
from io9's gizmodo website uh, when they talked about supernatural and the quote is writing a fall tv recap for supernatural is like staring at a clock waiting for it to turn another minute uh, because this is the longest running live action fantasy series in american history uh, it's been going forever we don't know exactly how long it's going to last uh, but it certainly has been on for is almost time immemorial. Now, it's going to be interesting because apparently this season's going to be about Sam and Dean trying to find their mother, having some bonding time uh, with Jack, who is an old friend from an alternate reality, uh, and somebody is going to be the season's big bad, possibly from that alternate reality, and we don't know who it is. Uh, not a lot of information out there. They're holding this one close to their vest. I certainly uh, don't mind that. I love the surprises, and I cannot wait for the show to come back. Uh, Supernatural uh, premieres on October 12th at 8 p.m. on The CW, and I can guarantee I will be there. Uh, now, back to the big shows off on the uh, out of the broadcast networks and onto the big networks. Of course, the juggernaut that is The Walking Dead will be coming back on October 22nd at 9 p.m. on AMC. And uh, we're going to get to see what happens when there's an all-out war. Uh, Negan and his forces versus uh, Rick and all of his people. We're going to find out what happens when they go to war. And let's see what that uh, little flash forward with Rick with the gray hair and the cane is all about. Uh, certainly uh, looking forward to this season. I think a lot of people, if they do what I think they're going to do, a lot of people watching the show are either going to think it's awesome or they're going to be really mad. We're going to have to wait and see, but it certainly seems like The Walking Dead can't do wrong. Uh, even when they do wrong, the ratings are still great. Again, that premieres October 22nd at 9 p.m., and uh, certainly be there if you want to talk around the water cooler the next day. Do people even still do that? Now, uh, last year's surprise hit, Stranger Things, uh, did wonders for Netflix, and it was a love letter to the 80s and all those those old creepy TV shows like Amer uh, Amazing Stories and Tales from the Crypt and all that. It was a little sci-fi, a little horror, uh, a little comedy, and it was just fantastic. And we certainly can't wait for the next season to premiere. I think everyone in the country uh, can't wait to go back to Hawkins, Indiana and see what's happening. So uh, that's going to premiere on October 27th on Netflix. I can't imagine they're not going to take advantage of that window and have the first episode take place around Halloween. Uh, certainly seems like something that that show would do. Now, if you're like me and you like horror movies and you probably love you know, Ash versus the Evil Dead, which uh, has not does not have a premiere date yet. Uh, but there was a, a very similar show that premiered last year on IFC, uh, Stand Against Evil. And uh, Stand Against Evil, uh, some people want to call it Ash versus the Evil Dead Light. I, I suppose it's somewhat of a fair comparison, but it's actually a great show on its own. Uh, certainly a comedy gold, and it, it was a blast to watch. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Check it out. It's it's less gory than something like Ash vs. the Evil Dead, and certainly less over-the-top. Uh, a little more stupid humor, I would say. Uh, but there's also a, a heart of gold at the center of that show, which is not something you could probably say about Ash Williams. Uh, Stand Against Evil is premiering its second season November 1st at 10 p.m. on IFC, and it looks like they're going to be putting them out uh, two at a time, because the show's only a half hour long. So, uh, you know... Check it out. You know, if you don't like it, that's okay. It's kind of light and fluffy, but I found it to be quite entertaining. Now, there's a lot of new stuff coming out. I'm only going to cover a couple of those. 
uh, only because some of this, I, I'm not even sure if it's anything that really would fall under genre TV. Uh, first up, you know, on September 10th, The Orville is going to premiere. And The Orville is basically Seth MacFarlane's love letter uh, to Star Trek. And it, it looks... When you watch the previews, it looks like a comedy show, but some interviews came out recently and said, first of all, this is an hour-long drama, so um, what they showed in the preview was pretty much all of the funny bits. So all of the funny bits in a minute and a half out of an hour-long show. Uh, apparently, while it is funny, that doesn't really seem to be the, the focus of it, and that there is a lot more serious stuff going on. Uh, interestingly, in response to that interview... Uh, one of the guys that worked on Star Trek The Next Generation said that uh, he was really surprised by the Orville because they'd never considered putting more humor in the show. I mean, they said that they'd, you know, put a joke here and there, but they, they never considered making it a little bit funnier. And he certainly, he's looking forward to seeing this take on it. And it certainly, I mean, this looks more like Star Trek than the Star Trek we're actually getting this fall. So I can't wait to see it. We're going to have to wait and see if it's actually a train wreck, but it looks really well produced and... I mean, come on, you can't look at these previews and not feel like this is Star Trek The Next Generation. Almost right down to the T. Now, moving on to that, there is actual Star Trek premiering this year on September 24th at 8.30pm uh, on CBS and CBS's streaming service, CBS All Access. Now, Discovery is interesting because it was originally pushed by Brian Fuller. And he was on the show. It took a long time to get made. Then he had to step off because it took so long he had to move on to other things. He has continued on in uh, some capacity kind of overseeing things. Uh, but this is a a story that, I guess, it's it doesn't look like Star Trek we're used to. It's based in the original timeline. It's not based in the new movie timelines. Uh, it's pre the actual, actual Star Trek. So it's uh, pre the original series. And it looks like the, to be the very, very early days. Um, it kind of reminds me, the concept reminds me of Enterprise, but apparently they're going to be throwing out one of the main tenets that Gene Roddenberry had for all of the shows, and that was that there couldn't be interpersonal uh, conflict. You know, we, we should have, uh, at that point, ascended to a point in our humanity that we wouldn't fight with each other. We might fight with other races, other people, things like that. But on a ship... Everyone was supposed to, to get along. They were so supposed to be enlightened in that way. Apparently, Discovery is throwing that out the window because there definitely will be conflict between people. Now, uh, I cannot... I believe her name is Saniqua. Uh Crap. Again, I really should have grabbed some uh, names here. Uh, she was uh, one of the girls from Walking Dead, uh, died last season. Uh, she is uh, the lead on the show, and apparently the lead isn't going to be the ship captain. It's actually going to be somebody else. Uh, which is a, a new thing for Star Trek as well. The other thing is they're going to premiere the first uh, episode or two on CBS, and then it's moving only to CBS's uh, All Access, which is a streaming service, which is a bold move considering there's nothing else on there worth watching. So I, I don't know how that's going to impact the um, dispersal of the series, how it's going to impact ratings, or you know how people are able to actually access it. We're going to have to wait and see, but I will certainly check it out on September 24th, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, and up from there, Marvels and Humans is going to premiere on September 28th. A lot of bad stuff in the news about this. Um, we've talked about it briefly. We talked about some of it last week in the news segment. Uh, I think we've said all we can about it. Really, we just have to wait uh, and see how good the show is. It premieres September 28th at 8 p.m. on ABC. It is going to be running its season now, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be coming back in the spring uh, with an uninterrupted season, I guess, instead of splitting the season in half and putting a uh, 
uh, like an Inhumans or an Agent Carter in between, they're actually going to run Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, straight through in one shot. So uh, it'll be interesting. We might not have a great Marvel TV show for the first half of the season, but we will have our good one back for the second half. Uh, now, if staying with Marvel stuff, Runaways is going to premiere on November 21st on Hulu. And uh, I don't know a whole lot about Runaways, only that I've heard that it's, you know, I, I believe last week in the news, uh, they said it's going to be your new obsession. Uh, certainly looks like uh, people are saying good things about it, and if, if you're interested in it, if you like the comic, then you certainly should check it out. Uh, that pretty much covers everything that's going to pre be premiering in the first half of this season. Now, keep in mind, there are shows that will premiere in the second half, which would start in 2018, so if I didn't cover your favorite show, don't worry. That doesn't mean it's canceled. It just means it's not premiering in the first half of the television season, which conveniently straddles New Year's, which makes things complicated. Uh, anyway, I mean, that's it. If I, if I did miss anything that's going to be premiering, please let me know. Uh, if you have any questions, you want to talk about any of these shows, hit me up at geekpopblue at gmail.com. You know how the letter section, section works. You know, send something to the mailbox, and I'll read it, and I'll talk about it. Anyway, that's going to cover the fall TV preview. I almost feel like it, it seems strange going into the news segment because this was a lot of news. This was a ton of news, but I'm sure there's something else that's worth putting in your head this week. And so on to the news. Uh, a lot of stuff happening this week. Uh, first up, Bram Stoker's great-grandnephew is now writing a prequel, a Dracula movie. Now his name is Dacre or Dacra Stoker, is uh, co-writing this screenplay uh, with somebody by the name of J.D. Barker. Now Paramount has purchased the rights, but don't get too excited. Um, Mr. Stoker has also written two other Dracula-related things that really didn't make much of a splash. So, uh, we're going to have to wait and see how it turns out before we get super excited. I, I don't know that this is going to be exactly what you think of when you think of a Dracula prequel. The idea is basically a young Bram Stoker traveling around, and he runs across a vampire and has to defeat it, and then later on writes the story of Dracula. So it's kind of like that whole, you know, the story was real but in a different way kind of thing. Uh, next up, Colin Trevorrow is out as the director of Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes, another director goes down. This appears to be due to him not being able to nail the story down in a way that Lucasfilm was happy with. Uh, you know, he is not the first one to fall. They seem to be uh, replacing a lot of their directors with safe bets or directors that they are very familiar with, or at least they know what they're going to get out of them, which may not be a bad move, considering these are, you know, a billion dollar a shot pictures. I can certainly understand their uh, trepidation there. Rian Johnson appears to be the front runner to take it over, although a couple other names have been thrown out there, including J.J. Abrams. Next up, Wonder Woman has passed $400 million to be the fifth highest grossing superhero movie of all time domestically. Now, interestingly enough, uh, my daughter wore a Wonder Woman t-shirt to the first day of school today, as she certainly enjoyed the movie a lot. We finally got to watch it as a family this weekend, and I was impressed. It was a great movie. Uh, everybody really seemed to enjoy it, even though my wife was a little concerned uh, when the DC Comics thing popped up, because they have not had a great track record. Uh, with movies, especially for people who aren't really into superhero movies. Uh, but it's a great movie, and it certainly deserves all the accolades that it is getting. Next up, 
Apple and Amazon are fighting over the distribution rights to the James Bond franchise. Yes, 007 James Bond, you know, the, the secret spy from MI6, uh, which has been a staple of movies for all the time there's been movies just about. Uh, this is certainly a big deal because those movies are very popular. In fact, you know, I think only losers haven't seen a James Bond movie. So I can see why these two giants are battling it out over the rights to just distribute these films. Uh, this is certainly a valuable back catalog, and I think we're going to see a lot more on this coming up. Next up, there's going to be a new Purge movie, and if you weren't aware of that, it is a prequel. It is called Purge the Island, and it's going to show the very first Purge event, which was an isolated incident. I can't talk. There's a cat next to me jumping around and sneezing, too, so it's a little distracting. Uh, basically, the concept is that when the uh, the founders got together to start the Purge, they did a little test run on Staten Island and paid people to go in and stay the night there. So we're going to get to see the very first Purge ever. Uh, now, the uh, director has come out and said that he thinks that the fans are going to find this to be the most... Um, fan servicey, I believe was the phrase, uh, episode of, or I should say installment of the franchise yet. And I know we've enjoyed every single installment, so I am looking forward to that. Finally, in Lidditzboro, Pennsylvania. Yes, Lidditzboro. What a strange name. Um, in Lidditzboro, Pennsylvania, someone is tying red helium-filled balloons to sewer grates. Now you all know what that means, right? That's the calling card of Pennywise the Clown from Stephen King's It, uh, which is about to come out and is getting fantastic reviews. Now, local law enforcement has been going around taking them down, and they've publicly you know, said that you know they, they give them points for their uh, ingenuity, but they've asked that the, this Joker stop putting these balloons up. Uh, and I can certainly understand. That could be distracting, or if there are any uh, little kids who shouldn't be watching the movie anyway happen to see the movie, that might totally freak them out. And then, of course, we could have a bunch of kids, you know, crawling into sewer grates and stuff, and that's just something you don't want to mess with. Me, personally, I think it's pretty clever. I kind of like the idea, but hey, that's my opinion. Your mileage may vary. And that means it's time for the Geek Bomb Blue mailbox. So we've got a couple letters this week. We're going to start off with one from Al Sedano. Let's click on his email and see what he has to say. Al says, since we are facing Hurricane Irma down here in Florida, and I was still living in Jersey when Sandy hit, I was wondering what the worst storms you have dealt with. Well, uh, Al, I actually, there, there's a couple of mine. I remember the Labor Day storm. Uh, people call it the Labor Day storm. Uh, at least up here. I don't know if it's called that anywhere else in the country or if things were even bad, but uh, I was still, I was either a kid or a teenager, and I, uh, my aunt and uncle lived across the uh, street from us, uh, and they had a, uh, I don't even know what kind of a house it was, but it had this white siding on it, and this wasn't like vinyl siding like I have at my house. This was like wood, you know, white pieces of, or wood painted white connected to the house. Don't even know how they do that with wood, but anyway. Um, so this storm ripped through, and uh, it ripped the entire back of the house, just the siding, off the frame. It was incredibly scary. Uh, beyond that, 
Uh, I've been in some pretty bad snowstorms. Actually, I was in Maine once. Uh, my wife and my uh, youngest, Avery, were uh, camping at a campground. We'd actually rented this little tiny cabin. And it was this amazing, amazing uh, thunder and lightning storm. And it was, I mean, we're in the middle of the woods. I mean, this is like in the middle of Maine. We're not talking about in a town. I mean, the middle of the state. It's all woods and stuff. And, I mean, the thunder, you know it's coming. You know it's loud. And every time it happens, you still jump and almost poop yourself because it's that loud and epic and scary. Now... I can recall two snowstorms uh, that I was in. There was the blizzard of 93, the blizzard of 93, which is one of the big storms up here in the Northeast. I actually took my driving test in that storm. That's probably part of the reason I passed, too, because as I went to do my parallel parking, which I wasn't really good at, I could hear the snow that had collected between the road and the curb crunch under my car because my uh, little Ford uh, Escort my dad bought me that was all rusted out, I mean, that you could hear everything that happened outside because the car was more holes than it wasn't. And I heard the snow crunch, and I knew when to swing my wheel around. And uh, finally, I want to say uh, this was a couple years ago. It was uh, probably my last, was it my last winter? My last full no, second to last winter when I was still at the uh, the phone store, um, there was this incredibly bad snowstorm uh, here in Syracuse. And uh, it was one of the few times the owner had ever actually let us close early. And, of course, he made me stay there till 3. Everybody else either didn't come. Actually, I don't think anybody did come in. Uh, if I recall correctly, we knew this storm was coming, and we were worried about people getting in. So I actually, the night, the day before, I brought an air mattress with me, and I ended up sleeping in the store that night. Um, and the next day, the storm's horrible. There's no customers. No one can get anywhere. So he goes, okay, fine. You can leave. It's 3 o'clock. And uh, I'm driving home. This is my uh, Toyota Matrix. Actually, it would have been probably five years ago because uh, I no longer have that car. And uh, I, it took forever to get home. And I knew that I was gonna never, I was never going to make it up the big hill. There's a hill on the corner of Erie. And um, I live on the crossroads where uh, Midler hits Erie. And there's a McDonald's right there. And there's this really steep hill. And I knew I wasn't going to make it up that hill, not with the snow being like that. So I went down uh, to another exit. I want to say it was Teal. And uh, I, there was a back way to get to my house. It was still the same height, but it was very gradual. You know, it shouldn't have been a problem. And man, by the time I got to my house, I could smell my transmission. I mean, this was a gradual, a gradual uh, grade, you know, up the hill. And I still almost didn't make it. So I thought I was going to get stuck. It was pretty scary. And those would be the worst storms I've been in. Um, Al, we certainly are thoughts go out to you. I hope that you uh, make it through this. Uh, please uh, get on the Twitter or something and let us know if you're okay during and afterwards. Uh, next up, we've got webcam Nick. Nick Mormon writes in and says, been binge watching Power Rangers Dino Thunder to prepare my to prepare for my interview with the Blue and White Ranger at Syracuse, New York Comic Con. So my question is, uh, did man, dude, grammar, come on, is did watch the original Power Rangers? is who did watch. Me? Did me did watch, Nick? Um, no, me did not watch the Power Rangers. I was um, never into the Power Rangers. I recognized even at that age that this was a, uh, a Japanese show that they filmed um, English bits for. You know, I could rec it, it felt like two different shows to me, and it was it just seemed cheesy. And I had enough cheesy in my life with Doctor Who at the time, so I, I just never got into it. I don't know why. Never wanted the toys. Never watched the show. I just thought I, when I say I thought it looked dumb, I'm not saying it's dumb. I'm a genre fan now. I know nothing's dumb, but back then I thought it looked dumb uh, because I was a kid. Uh, next up, also I need a Sam Winchester for my Dean cosplay. What do you say, big guy? Want to be my Sammy? That has got to be one of the creepiest things anyone has ever said to me. 
Um, Nick, I don't think I can do that, though, because first of all, Sam is, is moose. He's supposed to be really tall, and you are significantly taller than me. Uh, also, Sam is fit and uh, looks like, you know, he could uh, kick some ass, and I certainly don't, dude. I look like I could kick the ass of a pot pie or a pizza. That's about as far as I go. I, I'm not saying no, but I really don't think I'm your wisest choice. If I was able to pull it off, I'd totally be up for it. Now, if I didn't have the long hair, maybe I could pull off a Crowley. I don't know. Uh, next up, which doctor would you cosplay? Well, I think I'm built to uh, cosplay the sixth doctor the way he looks now. Uh, but probably if I was going to go for it uh, and I, I could choose anyone, I would go eighth doctor. Um, I've actually uh, done the eighth doctor costume before. Uh, I love it. I actually had a cravat. Go figure. Uh, that was definitely the way I would go if I had the choice. And finally, he says, oh... And I also, I also, they already recorded their voiceover for the Scooby-Doo Supernatural crossover. So, do you think Sam and Dean will actually kill something in a kid's show? I think that they will do things that are inappropriate in a kid's show just because they can get away with it because it's not actually a kid's show. Uh, I certainly think this is a shaping up to be one of the most interesting episodes of TV ever. Um, I just can't wait to see what it's going to be. Thank you very much for writing in this week, Nick. I do appreciate it. And finally, I have something in my uh, inbox from Michael Blah. And the uh, subject line on this is some thought-provoking questions. So it says, insert greeting slash pleasantries here. Disparaging remarks about webcam Nick go here. And on to my questions. Oh, that's clever. I don't think you filled it out enough, though. Anyway... When a hot dog expands, in which direction does it split and why? A hot dog splits right down the middle. Everybody knows that. And that's because nature loves symmetry. Uh, you may or may not know that uh, by looking in the mirror, but if you look at the most beautiful people in the world, they are also the most symmetrical people in the world in general. Next up, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Hmm. You know, I'm going to say a hundred duck-sized horses, uh, just because I feel like I'd actually have a chance. Uh, a horse-sized duck could take me out in one chomp, uh, but a hundred duck-sized horses, I mean, I can kick some of them out of the way. I mean, I, I feel like it gives me a more of a fighting chance, uh, at least in my mind. Next up, what would the name of your debut album be? Oh, see, that's something you got to think about. Uh let me see. I, let me get back to it. I'm going to go to the other questions. I will come back to that. If you could have entrance music, what would it be? It would be the Geek Pod Blue theme. Come on. Uh, you know what? It says, last one says, what do you think Paul would say you need to improve on? Hmm. In this show? I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see how he does with uh, Geek Pod Gold and see if he's doing something better than I am. And I'd certainly be willing to take it his advice if he has any. Uh, let me go back to uh, what would the name of your debut album be? Um, still here? <laughs> I don't know. It certainly seems to be the theme of my life. Uh, I will try to give that some more thought at another time, though. And finally, it says, see you next week. No, I mean it. I see you. Well, that's definitely creepy. Both you and... Uh, Webcam Nick have me creeped out this week, Michael. Uh, thank you very much for that. 
And that's going to wrap up the show for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I want to apologize for the lame fall TV preview. I meant it when I really just couldn't come up with anything good for these, this week's episode. I have a few ideas kicking around, but I need to do a little research. And, you know, back-to-school week is always crazy. So I, I just hopefully I'll be able to put some more interesting stuff together for you guys next week. And that's going to wrap things up for us. So make sure you tune in next week when hopefully I'll have a better show. Till then. Talk and roll, kids. GeekPod Blue is a GeekPod Network production. Executive producers Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Concept created by Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Intro is Opportunity by Jameis Breed. Closing is Bucket by Jameis Breed. Both licensed for use by Dennis Johnston. Want to help the show? Leave a five-star rating on iTunes. GeekPod can be reached at contribute at geekpod.com or send us a tweet at geekpod. That's G33KPOD. You can also find GeekPod on Facebook and Instagram. G33KPOD. That's G33KPOD.